Good evening. Blake Kennedy has claimed illness tonight. And uh, I didn't ask for pictures, I just trusted him. So be in prayer for Blake that he will feel better and will be back here uh, where he needs to be next Sunday evening. We're going to be talking tonight about some things in our life uh, that God labels to be sinful, whereas you and I might be more forgiving. Uh, And the particular topic is the topic of gossip. And I want you to take a minute and, and just lean into your neighbor there. Don't get closer than they would have you to get, but, you know, just kind of lean in and just tell them, you know, maybe the juiciest piece of gossip that you know right now. You need to make something up that works. If it's really good, you can feel free to stand up and just kind of share it in a really loud voice with the rest of us. For instance, Amanda, could you tell us what Evan told you right now? Because I want to know. Dude, this is, when you come to church, you do what the preacher says, at least while you're here. Tell me something, Ethan, about Josh, because he is a mysterious man. What did he say? This is not going as well as it might have. It's really easy to gossip, isn't it? Because there are a lot of crazy people all around us doing a lot of crazy things. And, and, and there are a lot of folks who are, are, are making big-time mistakes when they ought to be behaving. There, there are just a lot of things that could fall really easily into the category of gossip. I want you to know that the Bible says this about gossip. It's in the book of Psalms. It says there are some things that God hates. Well, actually, we'll just do that verse right there first. The Bible asks us to look deeply at ourselves and just determine if there are various things that ought not be there. And so that's kind of what we're going to do tonight because it's, it's really easy to identify what I call big-time sins. And we all know what they are, murder, rape, stealing, you, you, you can identify those. But there are others, like we talked about last week, lying and this week gossiping, that we might need to do this. Search my heart, O oh God. Try me. See if there are anything, see if there's anything in my life that's wicked. And then lead me in a better path. Lead me in the way of the everlasting God's way. And then there's another passage in Psalms that I really want you to focus on because it is so powerful in its language. And and it very simply says this, there are some things in this life that God hates. There's some things that he hates that we do. Hates a pretty strong word. Have, Have you used that word today? I said it once. I'm going to be honest and tell you how in the context that I used it in. I was watching basketball this afternoon. And I jumped out of the, off the couch. or actually, actually, I was laying in the bed. I jumped out of the bed and cheered when Duke got beat. Yeah. And I said to no one and to everyone, I hate Duke. 
Anybody else use the word hate today? We all should have said it right then. God hates some things. And he says this, I hate people that tell falsehoods, that bear false witness. He says they're an abomination to me. An abomination is disgust. It's, it's, it's nausea. It's where Blake is tonight, right? And, and, and it just, it, it turns the stomach of God when we do certain things. And one of those six or seven things that God hates is our gossip. How many of you have been victim, a victim of a malicious lie, a, a form of gossip? How many of you have had somebody say something about you that just wasn't true? How did it make you feel? Angry, vicious, wounded, broken. It happens over and over again in our culture. And, and, and with things like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, man, we can move the news along quickly, can't we? And it doesn't matter whether it's true or not true. If it's out there, it has an effect on people's lives. And over and over again, we persecute one another with gossip. Why do you think God hates gossip, by the way? Why would God be so strong about gossip? Because it doesn't seem, in many cases, like a very big deal. And God says, I hate it. Well, I think, first of all, he hates it because it kind of shows him what kind of heart we have, doesn't it? If we want to say things about people, true or not true, that would hurt them or destroy their character and their reputation, it says that there's something wrong with our heart. If we embrace gossip, if we run to it, there's something wrong with our heart. And secondly... How many of you guys are parents? How many of you want to be one day? If you get lucky, right? When, when, when you're a parent, and, and if you're not there yet, I want you to, 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 to let me just tell you, it may not seem like it sometimes, but your parents love you. Now, they don't always like you, but they love you. Tyler's here somewhere tonight. You need to quit texting and pay attention to this part, son, just a little bit. (laughs) Tell Jordan I said hello, please. He, He, every once in a while, really irritates me. I love him to death, but he can irritate me. And I am quick to complain about his behavior. To anyone and everyone who will listen when he misbehaves. And just let me tell you this, he's not near as bad as the other three are raised. So I've been complaining about kids for a long time. And I'm looking around this room and if some of you belonged to me, I'd be complaining about you too. But let me tell you this, I better not hear any of you talk badly about Tyler to me tonight. You start talking smack about him, we're going to rumble. You say something about him that isn't true, I will slap you if I can reach you. 
You get what I'm saying? You know, it's, I can talk about him, but you better not, right? And I think the emotions that a parent feels when somebody says something negative about their child is exactly what comes into God's heart when we talk about his children. You consider yourself to be a child of God tonight? Hope you do. Say, just stick your hand up. In heaven, when somebody talks about you, those of you who said you'd been a victim of gossip, that ticked God off. You see that? You understand that? God doesn't like it when you talk about his children. So if God hates it so strongly, if it, is, if it victimizes people, why is it that we are so eager, so quick, so willing to gossip? Why is it that we just like love reality TV shows where we can get all into people's business? Why is it that Jerry Springer stills on TV? Well, I mean, just tell me why we love that kind of junk. If God hates it and it destroys people, and, and if other people's craziest antics are of interest to us, you know, why do we do it? Well, first of all, I think we gossip because there's this really bizarre, sickeningly strange attraction. You know, how many of you driven by a wreck and nearly wrecked yourself trying to figure out what had happened? You know what I'm talking about? I, I mean, when, when there's a wreck on the interstate... Both sides of the interstate stop, don't they? Because everybody else is craning to see how bad it is or what's happened. Uh, there's just something within us that is drawn to something that's bad. And if one of our friends messes up, if somebody here in the church messes up, what do we do? We talk. Secondly, just being in the know, if I've got a secret that I've found out about Jeff and Connie and you all don't know, that makes me a little smarter, a little wiser, a little more in touch with their lives than you. Makes me feel important. I'm a big deal because I know something on them that you guys don't know and I'm not telling you. It's our secret. You ever feel important? Because you've caught somebody? Or because maybe you have a little power over them because you know something that might be labeled treacherous or gossip? Here's, a, here's another reason I think we love it so much. If, <laughs> if you know somebody's done something wrong, if somebody's gotten in trouble, if somebody's life's a mess, and yours is a little better than theirs right now? If you know somebody that gets drunk every night and you only get drunk three nights a week, you're a little better than them, right? Amen? If, if you know somebody that's 
cheating on their spouse or their girlfriend or their boyfriend, and you're just kind of dabbling and thinking about it, you're a little better than them. And it makes you feel better about yourself. (laughs) Makes you feel like you're not the biggest sinner in the world. And so, you know, somebody brings up, well, maybe you need to change. Well, 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 let me tell you about them. Let me tell you what else I know. So others looking bad makes you feel better about yourself. Maybe your life just stinks. Maybe you're a loser. Anybody here a loser tonight? Three of us. And, I mean, you got nothing else in the world to do. you got time on your hand. You're not working enough. You're not going to school. I mean, you just got, you got time to just dig up gossip. And your life is so pitiful that the greatest joy in your life is talking about other people. You have gossip parties. That you, you, I mean, you just are into it because your life stinks. That could be the reason. Maybe you're just an insecure human. And you got to look for other things to keep your mind off yourself and dealing with your own problems. There's a bound number of reasons that we might gossip when we ought not to. But how do we overcome it in our life? How do we overcome these not really any good reasons at all for doing it? How do we move from a place where we decide that we're going to get out of the middle of ruining people's reputations? You ask yourself a series of questions, I think. The first one is this. Is what I've just said helpful or hurtful? Did did it make the situation better or did it make it worse? Did it lift someone up or did it drag someone down? Did it better their situation or did it make it a pit of deeper despair? Is this conversation helpful or hurtful? Paul said in Ephesians 4.29, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but rather what's good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to those who hear it. Can I tell you, we live in kind of a tough world. There are people who are out to get us, aren't there? I'm not paranoid, but there are. There are people who'd like to make your life rough. There are troubles and despair and woundedness and brokenness and the world can be a mess and there ought to be a place where we can come and find grace shouldn't there be but the most inviting thing about being in thrive is is that you can come in here on a sunday night and just worship god and find people who love you and who are gracious the music's not bad either But I think being a recipient of grace and acceptance and forgiveness, being who you are, is maybe even more important. And and we ought to realize that we have the power to either to destroy someone, to make their situation worse, or offer grace. Now, in the church... 
In the church, we're better at disguising gossip. You know, we kind of cloak it a little bit, kind of cover it up. You ever said something like this? Well, I'm going to ask you to pray for Amanda. Pray for her really hard. She's made a lot of stupid mistakes. Maybe she can get down off the drugs, the pills next week, but let's just pray for her. Right? Or how about, I tell you what, we all need to spend a little time this week thinking about TJ. He's about to flunk out of school. <laughs> let's befriend him. I'm sorry if that's true. <laughs> I was just making it up, but you look startled. <laughs> You know, we, we, we kind of cloak it with prayer and just, you know, we're, we're telling the gossip we want to tell, but we're doing it out of deep hearts of concern, right? You know, I, please pray for, for, for my daughter, or not my daughter, you wouldn't say this about your daughter. Please, please pray for my ex-girlfriend. She's really promiscuous. That's a good clean word right there, and don't say I said anything different. You know what I'm getting at? We talk about each other, but we do it in a godly way. Well, it's the same. The same truth. We try to disguise gossip. Here's the second rule of thumb. The first question is this, is it helpful or is it hurtful? Uh, The second is this, am I making private matters public? Anybody here got secrets? Yeah, come on. Sure you do. There are things that you wouldn't put on the billboard out front of the church here about you, right? If you'd like to share them with me, we can arrange for that. We can get your picture, whatever you'd like out there. There are some things that you don't want other people to know about you. There are some mistakes that you've made, some paths that you've chosen, some rules that you've broken, some people that you've hurt, people who've hurt you. There are things in all of our lives that ought to be private. And yet sometimes when the wrong people find out about those private matters, they become public. You ever had somebody put something on Facebook about you that wasn't true? Or just made something sound true in any social media arena arena that wasn't true? If you have, you understand what I'm talking about. Now, when I was growing up, which, you know, really wasn't all that long ago, when I was growing up, if you wanted to spread gossip, you had to work at it. You had to get on the phone and call up either 300 people or three really loud, nosy people to get the word around. If you wanted to spread gossip and hurt somebody, you had to, you had to do it strategically. You don't have to do it strategically now. You just go to social media and you can ruin somebody's life in a second. It's a magnifier. It is so easy to make private matters public. Here's question number three. Because I guarantee there's somebody sitting here right now, and you're saying, you know what, preacher, I didn't mean to hear this tonight because I never gossip. I have never said anything bad about anyone else. Never have but I bet you've listened. 
I bet you have been in the environment where things were being said. And so the question is simply this, am I permitting others to gossip? You know, it's okay when somebody, where you're at, whether they're your friend or just an acquaintance, and then you hear them start to run somebody up the flagpole, it's all right for you to say, shut up. Did you know that? You can say it in a little more spiritual way, if you'd like. Please refrain from that, dear brother. (laughs) But you can put a stop to it. Because if you listen to something, you're giving tacit approval to it. You know that, don't you? You're allowing it to happen means that you're a participant. And and you understand, if, if Tammy and I start to talk and she gossips to me, which you would never do. She'll also gossip about me when I'm not there. You ever notice that? The same people who will talk with you about someone else are the same folks who will talk to someone else about you. How many of you in our circle of friends and you know that if your circle of friends gets together and you don't go, you're going to be talked about? Kind of sad, isn't it? We do that in staff meeting. We talk about whoever's not there. We talk about you sometimes. But seriously, you know when you're in that environment, don't you? And you know the hurt that it can cause. And you know that there has to be a place and point in time in your life where you say, I'm not going to do this anymore. Because your words matter. What you give approval to by listening matters. What you say about people matters. Matter of fact, in, in, in Matthew 12, Jesus said this. Understand that if Jesus know, if anybody knows how you make it to heaven, who is it? It's Jesus. Here's what he said. I say to you that every idle word you know sometimes we we speak pointedly we 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 make a plan and we follow that course but more often than the times when we speak pointedly it's when we're just carrying on with junk idle words when we're not thinking about what we're talking about every idle word that you speak you're going to have to give account of one day Did you hear what I said? One day you're going to stand in front of God in heaven and you're going to have to say, God, here's why I was so stupid and said that that night. God, here's why I I said this about someone that I shouldn't have said. And he goes on to say, for by your words you'll be either justified or condemned. You see, I think words are a pretty good indication. What comes out of your mouth is a pretty good indication of what's really in your heart. Don't you agree? And God said through his son Jesus, I'm going to make room for you in heaven because you knew my son 
And when you talked, people listened because they heard or saw him. And there'll be some of us who don't make it because we used all of our effort and all of our energy and all of our, 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 our words to destroy others. There'll be some of us who won't know salvation and justification and glorification one day because we spend our energy and our conversations hurting and destroying and dragging people down. I wish I could tell you the number of times in my own life where I have felt utter despair about something that's been said about me. And I wish I could tell you the number of times where I have felt so, so sorry for something I'd said about somebody else. If you're like me and you talk all the time, it's going to go both ways, isn't it? How much better would all of us be? How much closer to God would all of us be if we learned to measure our words? We learned to consider the effect. You know, the number one cause of teenage suicide is bullying, gossiping about someone. You have the power to rob someone of everything that's valuable to them with your words. Never forget that what you say today could make the difference for all of eternity for you. All of eternity. It could make the difference in somebody else living forever with God or not making heaven. Your words are that powerful. That powerful. I want to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes with me just for a minute. I want to ask you to pray just quietly where you're at. God, teach me, teach me that my words, what I say matters. God, teach me to measure, to think about, to pray about, to understand how important it is to help and not hurt, to bless and not bite. Father, forgive us right here, right now. Forgive us for the stupid, hateful, spiteful, vile, gossip-ridden things that we've said for those whom we've hurt. Encourage those, Father, tonight who've been victims and who've been hurt by others. Give us the strength to go forward in your grace. To be better than we've been. To be more like you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with me? We're going to sing going to pray, we're going to take communion.
We're going to share in the offering. We're going to bow at this altar because gossip, destroying people is a big thing. And we got to do better. God hates it. We can't go on loving it. God hates it. So you do what he asks you to do during this time of response.